0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Arellano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. I am here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. Hello, hello. Sunday night. It's late, Ben. It is kind of late. Yeah. It's because you had to go do a... A W run.
1: Yeah, I went a water burger. The <laughs> diet starts tomorrow, so the last cheap—well, me- I don't know, cheap meal—but uh, daughter burger, double meat with cheese.
0: So I've been, I've been, I've been pretty consistent on the diet. You've yeah, had two weeks, right? Yeah, I've been on it for a couple of weeks. I did uh, yesterday. We had some uh, some friends over for a Bible study, and I did some pulled pork stuff. And I, you know, I sinned a little bit yesterday. I'm going to be honest with you, but pulled pork's not too bad. That's, but it's protein. I, I didn't eat bread, but I did have you know corn chips. It's one of my weaknesses because corn chips, you know, salsa, whatever. And uh, yeah, I—that's I, my weakness.
1: And uh, you didn't even have
0: Winco, right? You just had yeah, the mission, a, the Kirkland, Kirkland brand. Ooh, I mean they're they're okay chips, but yeah, the Winco chips are uh, pretty legit. Yeah, but when you're cheating, I would
1: want the best. You know what I mean? I would have wanted McDonald's. Yeah, I would have really
0: sinned. I would have nonstop.
1: You know, got a bag for yourself, and then everybody else just have to fend on their own.
0: Well, you know, I mean, after coming off the uh, self control episode, you kind of, <laughs> 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 Jeez. slow your roll. Practice what you preach. Slow your roll, Smokey Joe. Yeah,
1: that's uh. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I got to go home tonight and clean because the cleaners coming. That never made any sense to me, Ben. I like that's why we hired them to come clean, but then we have to clean before they come, and it looks. Good before they come. So why are we having them clean? It's
0: a good question. I've always wondered why do we wash dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? I still don't understand that. that why do you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Is that what you guys do here at the house? We do.
0: What, what, you rinse them off. So it's off double clean. I, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, you won't get COVID
1: that way. Maybe you know what I mean. <laughs> <You know? laughs> maybe we just Omicron it, will not penetrate
0: the double wash. You <laughs> the know? Voltron Omicron wow. Megatron. That's crazy. I, I don't. I've I, I never heard of that. Ben, double wash. Never. Yeah. Double wash. So clean, clean before
1: your your cleaner comes. So when I come eat at your house, I, I feel like I'm eating on a really clean plate. And
0: spoons and forks and knives. So and I it. can eat yeah. with confidence you knowing <laughs> that it's
1: 100% bacterial free. Yes, sir. Well, that, is that is true. No SARS.
0: True story. Two times.
1: Wow, man. That's pretty intense. It is. It is. But it's, you know a, they have the what, spray wash the house now? They, have, they You could pre-spray the dishes before you put them in. But it's like dawn? Like dawn? Yeah, something like that. Something to spend more money. But it will literally take off the... It's like a pre,
0: pre-wash. pre Wow. But, I mean, the dishwasher runs for, what, two, three hours? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Well, it, not to mention, I mean, you know, it, it when it heats it up to dry them... I mean, it's got to be killing stuff. I mean, it gets pretty hot in there. It's over oh, 100 yeah. degrees. Yeah, for it's sure. It's killing whatever else is left on there. So Sars, I mean, even if mocos, whatever <laughs> you put on there, you know, dog dog breath, you know, dog licking
1: your plate. Yeah, we let the dog lick the plate. So oh, I do too. So yeah. I, maybe he has to clean it. Their double, family. Double I mean, wash.
0: I mean, the dog gives me COVID tests. I mean, Sophie's sticking her tongue up my nose oh, sometimes. yeah. Like, I can feel it the in little, my
1: brain. The little tongue going... <laughs> My cerebellum's like, ooh. It's like,
0: am I positive?
1: <laughs> she looks at you and shakes her head, no. Okay, She's like, okay. SARS-2. <laughs> <laughs> for, for two barks, you know. But Man, that's crazy. So you haven't had any
0: good eats to talk about the last two weeks. So check this out. So yeah, I really haven't. So yesterday did, so yesterday we did the, the pulled pork. So mm-hmm. today when we got home from church, see one of the things with pulled pork that I like is it's, it's good because it's smoked. It's super tender pork, you know, and I love pork. Um, so, you know, we had the, the pulled pork yesterday, but today we got home from church and we had leftovers and so I'm like, dude, so, so what's better than, than smoked pulled pork fresh out of the smoker is when you take it and you just throw it on the griddle because it's already smoked, has plenty of grease within it and you just, it kind of gets crunchy. And so then, mm. so I made, I made some, uh, I made some hard tacos, bro. Hard tacos. What do you mean? You hard shell, hard shell. So I, I fried some tacos up, you know, or, or some yeah, shells, yeah. you know, in the shape. And then I, 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 got the uh got the meat and put it on the griddle and got it you know just just toasted it yeah toasted it. just put it in some cheese some salsa boom. no eggs
1: no no eggs i think mean, eggs would go fantastic with that and it's all protein you know I mean? with a taco no with the pulled pork oh no I, I put it in the taco shell and boom tacos man like i'm hoping i can go to texas in april and then we can go to some barbecue with there so we can go I mean? sin yeah <laughs> uh we not listen to episode 29 top control sorry we'll delete that out of the library I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Sure. I love
0: barbecue, man. That's, you know, brisket. Yeah, I brisket over there. brisket's my favorite.
1: Yeah, me too, I would say. I, I, I say like brisket. fatty brisket, though. Yeah. I, I like my brisket like I like
0: me. Burnt Burnt ends is my favorite. So the, you know. when they take them, basically, it's already cooked brisket. They put it back in with some marinade, and they just kind of, it just gets crunchy. Alan
1: um, invited me over this weekend for brisket, but... Didn't work out. Thursday was Gideon's and then we ended up taking up Nate and then Saturday was the, we had pastor's class. So I missed out on that, uh, burnt ends. Dude, it's the best. But it's I like amazing. pork belly too. You like pork I've, belly? I've not had it.
0: And I know that you, oh, uh, you've Sundays had out a little, little Miss. Yeah. I've got we try. should
1: go one Sunday cause we can still not, we can eat protein. We don't
0: have to have, <laughs> we don't have to eat those beans <laughs> it's and uh, keto diet, right? Cause it's, it's we, we keto, keto. diet. half, half, yeah. it, it's high in fat and protein, low, low carb. Right, so that would yeah. I'm up. trying to do
1: moderate fat, high protein, and try to watch my carbs. You know what I mean? Because I love a uh, crumble cookie. Ooh, that's a hard. Because if Kate scores ten points, I told her I will buy you crumble cookie. Has she done it yet? Oh, she was shooting like she forgot she had four other people on the team on Tuesday. <laughs> she was shooting everything, man. I was like, wow. Okay, Corral Kate. I was gonna call her. <laughs> yeah. She didn't see a shot. She didn't like. You just kept shooting away. Oh, she was shooting goodness. for the crumble. She said, "I go, oh, I motivated you in the wrong way." That's awesome. And so tomorrow, she said she's playing a lesser team. But then my diet starts tomorrow, so
0: mm. it's a yeah,
1: rock and hard place. You know what I mean, yep. I don't know what I'm gonna do for my diet, but I'm, that's my goal to eat, you know high
0: protein, moderate fat, and then watch my sugar, my carbs. Yeah, Well, it's funny because, you know, last night we, like I said, we had the Bible study. Chuck was over here. Uh, so Chuck came. Uh, Laura did not come. And, uh, you know, so Chuck's getting his getting his grub on, you know, and uh, he made a comment about having self-control. And I go, bro, I go, please. I'm like, your self-control stayed at home tonight. <laughs> he starts laughing. I go, bro, it's cool. My self-control sitting right across the counter there. <laughs> Giving you the eye. Yeah. Giving. Yeah. She's like, hey, what's up with that? And I'm like, you're going to die. Right. Sorry, babe. My My bad. My bad. <laughs>
1: Was Charles Grubbin or was he? Oh, he got it on self control. Oh,
0: he got it on. Yeah, he
1: was. Yeah, it's That's funny
0: because we'll eat before. You know, we do our Bible study. and We do our Bible study last. You know, maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And there's still leftover sitting on the counter. And there was, I mean, I mean, I made a whole pork shoulder. So I mean, I mean, we had, I don't know, 10, 13, maybe fifteen people last night. It was a pretty good, cra- pretty good crap. Did Tony come or what? Tony came. All right, good. And um, but yeah, so, so there was a lot of a lot of meat, um, but there was still a lot of leftover too.
1: You get you get hungry, so in the Bible, you know it's like going swimming. You just get hungry.
0: Well, and then we put the suns on right after that. So we were watching the suns. We were you know picking up the pork, and my wife makes this potato salad. It's just amazing. She makes the best potato salad. So we we're just kind I'm of be the on judge that. of that, Ben. Oh, bro. I've not had it yet. And then I made a, I made a salsa. It was a new recipe I tried, um, and it's pretty good. I think when I tweaked it a little bit, I wasn't super happy, but it was it was pretty good. People really liked it. In fact, people were putting it on the. Uh, on the pork, like a, like a barbecue sauce almost. was mm. pretty good. Shout out
1: to my Auntie Marty who makes a fantastic potato salad. So did my grandma, but she's no longer with us. But mm. I love potato salad. So oh, yeah. Auntie Marty, she listens to the podcast, I think. Oh. You know, yeah, makes a good potato salad. <laughs> so your salsa, probably calorie-free because they don't have the sugar like a
0: barbecue sauce does. True, true. Keto-friendly. true. I did. I did the first round. I did put some uh, some barbecue, some sweet baby rays. Mm. I, I love it. And then I had some that was chipotle flavor, chipotle honey, baby then, rays, chipotle yeah, flavor. Yeah, There's some different. Is that Costco? They got some. Uh, no, I found see. these at. Uh, I think I found them at fries.
1: Wow. There's a
0: couple of variants I have. Then just the regular sweet baby rays, but I love sweet baby rays. Um, good stuff that, that uh, pulled pork was pretty good so next week
1: we are talk about
0: sell it and go uh,
1: <laughs> for our next podcast
0: well you know I'll tell you what uh, so you and I have been to skewers a couple of times I, yeah, took, I took Diane did Diane, she like it she loved it I do too honestly it's it's the salad is amazing.
1: Did you uh, get the salad as well? Yeah.
0: With the Euro meat mm. and then that lemon uh lemon dressing, lemon dressing. Mm. I don't know what they put in that lemon dressing That's but good. it's it's pretty legit. And it tastes
1: natural. It doesn't you know no high fructose corn syrup or nothing.
0: Yeah, it's and it's refreshing. You get a healthy serving of meats on full. Um but there's plenty of salad and they you know put some onions in there. The only thing I don't like in there I think is
1: the olives. The olives disappointing but uh, they're I'm very sorry, delicious. Bro. I'm sorry. Very good. Clamatos I think. Clamato olives those are. Yeah. When you get to heaven, I think there's going to be some olive trees up there, Ben. Uh, hopefully, I'll like them by then. And a brisket brisket uh, tree. <laughs> in the garden, because Rebecca's like, there was no death, so there was no meat. But there could have been like a T-bone tree. Burn, Burnt ends. Lamb, leg. Taco, you know? Tacos. euros, yeah, tacos. Cabeza. Yeah. <laughs> cabeza tree. Oh. You just take the leaf and get the of cabeza. Put a protein. Protein style taco. Wrap it in a leaf. <laughs> wrap it right there. It's a wrap. It's made for it. <laughs> It, you know. Anyway, the and, tree of uh, wrapped. That's good stuff. Yeah. stuff. That's good stuff. We digress, well,
0: man. We digress. So we are we're about a week late running, uh, running a week late with this uh, particular episode. We had a lot going on uh, last week. Sasso was sick. He had a, a very important interview. So we're praying for Sasso right now. Um, he's, he's got an opportunity for... Uh, uh, job you know promotion promotion yeah. yeah which would be really cool um and then you know uh he spent some time with his son because uh nate just flew back and he forgot about us already didn't tell us he f- arrived like he's I, done I, I don't think well, i think razzy did tell Diana his stomach goes. was still full was Like, eh, lose <laughs> yeah. was sitting down there yeah <laughs> 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 he'll sit there for a couple of days but he, <laughs> that thick cheese oh yeah oh yeah i remember Good stuff. So, so yeah we're, we're running a week late but um but we're uh, we're excited to be back and uh, we, I think we have a really good episode for you guys today uh, before we jump into the content. just real quick, I uh, want to encourage you guys to check out the Christian Podcast community. Uh, you can You can access that ChristianPodcastCommunity.com, dot com um, And it's really cool. There's a lot of uh, really good um, podcasts in fact we heard, we heard one that's about to join. Uh, the podcast community. It's called. I think it's called Street Theology, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty interesting. It's pastor a guy, in Casa Grande? He's, yeah, he's a pastor down in Casa Grande. He was. Uh, he was into organized crime. He got. I don't know if he got saved in prison. He may have got saved in prison. He went to seminary when he got out, and he's a pastor. It's an amazing story. Uh, it's a really. It seems like it's a really good podcast. Check it out if you get a chance. then um, they accepted him, right? I think he got accepted. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And uh, so anyway, get, give him a listen. He's. Uh, it seems like it's pretty good. Also, check out our website, AbundantLife.fm. Um, the reason I tell you guys go to our website: you can do a couple things there. You can you can listen to the podcast, number one, but you can also. Uh, see all the notes that uh, we have for this episode. You will not find our taco talk notes in there. So the first segment of this taco <laughs> talk, you will not find that. No, it's freestyle. However, you will find taco reviews. We do have uh, we do review some of the uh, taco spots we hit and some Very other cool. various restaurants, and you can check it out. We rate them by tacos, which is kind of funny too. Um, and so, so check out our website, AbundantLife.fm. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are recording this. So hello, YouTubers. Verna, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, we're, we're very grateful for, uh, for all you listeners. Um, if I can just encourage you uh, to share the podcast, please share the podcast, whether it's on social media. Um, and, and you can just send them the website link. You can send them the YouTube channel. Um, or, you know, on, on Instagram or Facebook, however you want to share it, you can share it out. Um, we just, we just asked that you do it. Um, and then the other thing I'd love to ask you is to, uh, to rate our, uh, our podcast if you listen to Apple podcasts or Google play, wherever you listen to it, please rate it. Give us some feedback. Um, I, I w- we would love to, to, uh, just have your feedback on there. Uh, and one reason for that is it helps us to climb the ranks, uh, within the, the podcast directories so that, uh, we get a little bit more visibility. Uh, we would just love more people to be blessed by this, uh, by this podcast, we're not, we're not interested in growing our numbers to astronomical numbers or whatever. But if it happens, I wouldn't be mad. If, if, yeah, <laughs> if it happens, it's God ordained it and we, yeah. and, and, it, and we'd be blessed. But, uh, the point is we just would love to bless another soul. So, um, with that said, we're going to gonna jump into the content here. Uh, today's episode is entitled Help, I've Fallen, and we're going to be talking about
1: failure. Mm, that's a tough one, Ben. So let's start with the Webster's 1828, as we always do. A little bit different description they have. A uh, failing uh, deficiency, cessation of supply or total defect as the failure of a spring or streams. Uh, now we're so used to turning on the faucet and getting water. In those days, mm. they had to dig for a while, and sometimes they they dug, wow. and there was no spring, no water. Uh, failure, omission, non-performance, Ooh. as the failure of a promise, a man's failure in the execution of a trust. A uh, key verse for this uh, episode is, and I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. I was. Just, I mean, there's a, that's a deep verse. I studied that. I don't want to go into all that today, but it just says when you fail, uh, meaning that you are going to fail. And I mm-hmm. listened to a message and a pastor said, it sounds better when you say they fail or other people fail, but it's hard to say when I fail. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Failure's hard. It's tough, right? But it's an essence of the attempt of doing anything great comes with a, a failure. It happens. Um, January seventeenth, a couple of days ago, is a typical day where New Year's resolutions are broken. Uh, we talked about uh, New Year's resolutions last year. We had a goals podcast. Uh, I don't say that it was one hundred percent on those goals, Ben, but mm-hmm. I think we still set them right because absolutely we still have a goal. Yes, um, that is a total of seventeen days after the New Year has started, or when those New Year's resolutions were to come into effect. So it does not take long for the ambition of yesterday to become the failure of today. Um, and we all come to a point in our life where we do not add up to the standards of others and basically to the standards we set for ourselves. Have you ever failed in something in life? I'm sure that answer, if you're alive and you're breathing, that answer is yes. Well, if you failed, you are an absolute great company as we'll go through the Bible today and give you examples of people that have failed as well.
0: Well, so, so coming off that, I'd, I'd like to just let you know that my, da- my, my diet did last till the 21st. So, so <laughs> I'll count that as a win. And I know your diet starts tomorrow. So that's one yes. way of not becoming part of that January 17th. Yeah, statistic. just do it afterwards. Just do it after the yeah, 17th. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I have water burger tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it's over. And you're good to go. Yeah. Um, but if we're honest, it's not fun to fail. And if, and if, we're, if we're even more honest, it, it hurts. Yeah. Um, I could write a book. With many, many, many chapters of stories of my own failures and and shortcomings, uh, I've always hated to fail ever since I was a little kid. I I still hate to fail. And in fact, we were uh, talking about uh, anxiety in our Bible study last night, and um, that's one thing I worry about. You know, we're talking about anxiety. What do you? What you know? It's worry, and what do? You, what are the things you worry? I worry about failing. That's just one of my one of my things. Um, but it's like Sasso said. It's it's not whether you're going to fail or not, it's when, when are you going to fail? And it's like, it's like they say, you know, death and taxes are inevitable, but I would say failure is also, it's also in there. Death is a failure. It's definitely inevitable. Um, but the Bible also tells us this in Job 14 one, it says, man who is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. So it's not a matter of when failure will happen. It's just a matter of when mm. it's, it's coming trouble. Trouble will come. That's right. So how do you look at failure? I want to ask you the listener, how do you look at failure? Do you see uh, failure as a negative thing? Uh, or do you, or, or does failure define who you are? Do you feel like, man, I'm just, I'm just a failure. I, f- I fail at everything and I'm just, a, I'm just a failure. Does it define you? Uh, or, or do you see failure as an opportunity, uh, to grow and, and learn from those failures? Um, And there's a couple of quotes here that are kind of interesting. Uh, I I remember hearing these at various business conferences that I've been to. uh, But this first uh, quote is by Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey says, success is a pile of failure that you're standing on. Uh, And and then the the famous quote, uh, Michael Jordan, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed.
1: It's funny, right, Ben? Because you got failure
0: and succeed in that
1: same sent- in that same thought.
0: It's it's funny. Well, you, it's because you, you grow. You it's grow. from Synonymous failure. with you, each other. You grow with failure. Yeah. yeah. And and you know I know these are taken from a, st- a secular standpoint um, and how they define success. You know, Michael Jordan defines success as, I don't know becoming the MVP or winning the championship or or whatever. Dave Ramsey becoming a millionaire. I don't know or getting out of debt. You know, yeah. those are those are successes and and those are secular. Uh, looking at it from a secular standpoint. Um, but for Christians, failure uh, is basically, it's it's a negative response to our trials and testing. Uh, sometimes we we call these sanctification <laughs> tests. Uh, think about it. I mean, just think about this last week. How many times have you failed? How many times have you fallen into sin or you didn't respond to a, a situation or a set of circumstances that was set in front of you and, and you just responded negatively and and maybe you fell into sin? Um you know, and so, so, you know, at times we pass the test and at other times we, we don't pass the test. Um, but as you mature as a Christian, the hope is that uh, there are more wins uh, than losses. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. I, I coach, uh, I coach basketball and we have a very, very small school. Uh, we participate in a league that has uh, similar size schools, but uh, we are typically one of the smallest schools, which means we typically don't have that many prospects to pick from so many times we don't even have cuts you know pickings, huh? it, it really is i mean you know uh one year we we played with six six Ooh. basketball players we, we had one bench warmer and if that dude was sick <laughs> we didn't have we didn't even have a bench uh and so so right now as it stands i mean we're sitting at a at a two and eight season um two being the the wins <laughs> uh, and uh and so, so losing is, is, is certainly not fun. And, and we all know it hurts to lose. And, and what I love about basketball is, uh, y- you know, y- you can learn a lot of life lessons through, through sports, through basketball. I know Sasso and I have talked about this many times. And, and, you know, the Apostle Paul has various examples and he alludes to sports and uses sports in his analogies. And I love you that. They talk about music, I don't think. You talk about sports. <laughs> well, I mean, you have the you book of Psalms, I mean? which is a huge book. But well, I mean, Paul, you but, know, yeah. But the be apostle Paul, Paul was right? a man, man's man. He was a yeah. man's man. That's right and uh, so in life, in life you can it 's fair to say that you know we don't always win but but in basketball you you have to work hard to earn a w because the opposing team typically is is not just going to give you a w so they 're not going to give you a win um, and although you know we would love 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 to win every game and winning is the objective, we often tell our players it's not entirely always about the win and, and we're not trying to be cliche or, or somehow soften that blow uh, of a loss but but we're stressing that that we must learn from the loss because it's typically that in the times of loss or, or suffering that we are more prone to learn. Um, we'll ask our players things like, you know, what's your takeaway or what's the one thing uh, that you could go home right now and work on. And we want, you know, we want that immediate win, but but, but there's a path and a, and a journey uh, to, to winning that, that's equally, if not more important.
1: Ben, I remember when I played, uh, I think it was in my freshman year and, uh, playing varsity and, uh, I was good defender and I was just in great shape, hard to see now, but, um, and I would get a lot of stills and I would just score off layups. And my coach would say, if it's five feet or further, do not shoot the ball. Oh, wow. You wait and pass. You dribble until somebody gets open. And so what that caused me to do is just practice my shot. And today at 45 years old, I went to the gym and was just shooting balls, still, still yeah, put about 500 so, shots up just to practice. And it's because of failure. And I think that has different ways of motivating people. But um, as we go in the Christian life, failure is meant to to show us our de- our need for dependence on God. Amen. As I think you're going to get on uh, with here. Yeah, But yeah. That's just just the failure that we have. Is you know, even in basic purposes, should drive us to do our best. As you, I think you sent me First Corinthians ten thirty one um, before my interview, and just in all things to glorify
0: God, whether we eat or drink, uh, Amen. to glorify God. So. No, and you're absolutely right. I mean, we have these sanctification tests, and and the the point is, ultimately, for us to be changed into the image of Christ. Um, So so it's about the journey. It's 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 what you learn and and how you mature as a Christian, and it's oftentimes a testing and uh, times of testing and trial that we have these opportunities to grow as Christians. And I've often thought about the children of Israel, and that you know they wandered in that wilderness for forty years. I mean, if you were to take a straight shot from Egypt and, you know, how they, I mean, if you just look at it, it's, it's just a straight shot, you know, you know, kind of in a, what is that like a Northeast direction? You know, I would, I would think they would be able to make, make it there within less than five years. I mean, it's a, i know it's like about a million people, you know, traveling the desert and there's a lot of bathroom stops and, you know, got to stop and eat and whatever. And, but in reality, they could have made it there in less than five years, but, but God was trying to teach them to depend on him to trust Him, to obey Him. And, and some learned and grew in that fashion, and unfortunately, others did not.
1: And then just to go from examples of failures from Scripture and going from the promise you that you spoke about, uh, Numbers chapter 20, verses 10 through 12, and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. Mm. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. And this is a tough week for Moses. Uh, His sister Marion had died that previous week, Mm. right? The people talked about stoning him. Uh, he was leading these people that he didn't really want to lead. He didn't feel like he was qualified. God gave him Aaron. Uh, The people were thirsty. And you talk about being hangry. Uh, talk, I don't know what the word <laughs> is for thirsty, but it's a more immediate need. Hunger is just, I think, sometimes just a gratification. Where thirsty is, you'll die. Well, and
0: just the pressure from all the people. I mean, they were complaining. And you're dealing with all these complaints because you're the man. Yeah. You're the guy. They want to stone you. Like, <laughs> Wow. That's a lot of. And a,
1: Moses was the Bible talks about Moses was a meek man, but every man has his threshold of okay. I'm done. That's a lot of smoke. Uh, yeah, he, he couldn't. He, I don't know if he wanted all that smoke. He, but he, didn't, he didn't want to, none of the smoke. Uh, <laughs> as I, you know, doing devotions in this in the book, and it just talks about a lot of things he did. So Moses just lost it. I mean, the God said, "Speak to the rock," and he struck it. He was probably angry. He's probably a little heated. Mm. Sanctification test fail. And out of frustration, he struck that rock, and, and because he did that, the consequence of that, he failed in reaching the promised land, the mm-hmm. promised land that he was determined to get to, and he was told he would not see it with the people he had led for all those years. He would not be able to see the promised land. Moses, needless to say, he had a bad week as he failed in a couple yeah. areas here, wow. yeah. and even before the people went over, if you can recall, God buried Moses, and he's like... Yep, you see it. You're not going there. You're gone. He right? gave him a glimpse, though. Yeah, he gave him gave a, glimpse. a glimpse. Yeah. And he, I don't know, do you think he gave him a glimpse of the promised land or he gave him a glimpse of, of heaven? I don't know. Or do you think, he saw it, right? I think But he then did. he went yeah. to heaven and he saw the real promised land, right? Right. I mean, that's our promised land as well. Yeah. But Amen. He, but he failed because he, he wandered all those years and he's like, ah, he lost he lost his blessing. Yeah. Because um, he failed. Second uh, Samuel 11, 14, 17. What about David? And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter if you recall, David was wandering his rooftop in the night, saw Bathsheba. Uh, she was bathing, so I imagine maybe she was not wearing any clothes. And he lusted after her and asked for her and uh, laid with her. And um, she got pregnant. And so did David, he tried to cover sin. So he wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah, uh, her husband. And he wrote in that letter saying, could you imagine having your own death, death wish? sentence? Your own death yeah. sentence. Yeah. And you give it to him, yeah. kill yeah. me, right? Yeah. That's pretty sad. And he, yeah. tr- he was so... So honorable, such an honorable man that he would not dare open that up or even go to his own house to be with his wife. Right. And he, uh, David said, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him that he may be smitten and die. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew the valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab, and there fell some of the people of the servants of David, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Wow. Now, David saw Uriah's wife, and he had to have her for himself. Uh, he tried to cover sin, right, which is impossible to do. And if you've attempted to cover your sin, you know that you cannot. So in his attempt to cover his sin, he had Uriah killed in battle. Um, David was entrusted as the king to protect and look out for the people. That's, But he was pursuing his own lust and doing the opposite of mm, protecting his yeah. people. He failed yeah. in protecting his people. Yep. He failed in being a righteous king, a righteous judge. That's what a king was. He was a judge. Um, he failed in self-control and he failed in pleasing God. He failed, ever failed in these areas of yourself, ever failed in having self-control. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, went to Wild Burger tonight, had a double meat with cheese and a large French fry <laughs> and uh, a large iced tea. Uh, and he failed in pleasing God. And many times when we don't practice that exhibit self-control, even in eating, um, we don't please God in those areas. Um, ever try to hide your sin, right? I, I try to do that. And how did that go? Right. And I want to talk about Peter. I'm not going to go over these verses, but in Matthew 26:69 through 75, uh, Peter vehemently says, "I will not deny you, Christ. I will go to you to the death." Yeah. And not only was Christ Jesus Christ, but He was also their he, their mentor, their rabbi, and their friend. And mm, as a, a, yeah. any good friend, I think if you're a truly a good friend and you love your friend, the last thing you'd want to do is betray them, especially when you know things get tough or things are at, in an adverse situation. And Peter reiterated that to his friend, uh, Christ, and he said, Jesus, I will not deny you. And he and Jesus turned and looked at him and said, you will deny me three times before the cock crow. The cock crow will throw it thrice, and you'll know. And Peter did that, and he's like, I don't know this man. I don't know this man. And he cursed because he was so angry that they kept saying you know him and the cock crow, And he failed at being a disciple. He failed at being a follower of Christ, right? He denied he denied. Uh, Jesus Christ, and he was ashamed of him. Um, um, yeah. He was scared of what could possibly happen because of his association. Mm. And I would just challenge you, how are you in your witness of Christ? Are you Do you fail in that? Do you do you get quiet when people ask you what you're doing on Sunday? Uh, you're not you even scared of time to go to church or just about your life. And being a Christian is 100% of who you should be. Uh, ben, I'm just ashamed to tell this story, but um, I used to have uh, a red truck and I wrote a devotional about it, but uh, my parents had a "Wanna's Christ for boys and girls and on both sides of the bumper and I went to public school and I put gray duct tape on the on those stickers because oh, wow. I was ashamed uh, I don't want I was going to public school I don't want people to know that I was a Christian oh and, wow um, I was like Peter here I failed in proclaiming the goodness mm. of God and who knows who could have been saved or whatever I don't know but I was ashamed you know just being honest and many times we, we we're ashamed and we don't witness and we're ashamed of Christ and we fail in proclaiming. The good news, or he, we've been commanded to to tell others about him, and we fail in that at, at some point. Um, we all fail at some point in our Christian lives, man, and many times it is several times throughout the day, or maybe a hundred times throughout the day. But in all honesty, God can only use people that fail because that's all there are in this world is people <laughs> that fail because um, yeah. we all are susceptible to failure, and we yeah. all have failed at something. And I heard a preacher once say, "Failure is not a person." Failure is an event. Mm. Um, Many times people think I'm a failure and it's not, you're not a failure. You are someone that's tried something and it's failed, but it's an event. It's, it happens. Yeah. Um, That mark is perfection, but there's no such thing as perfection. And I always laugh when people say I'm a perfectionist because it's impossibility. You can't be perfectionist. You're imperfect, right? Right? It's, it's, you know, it's not a, you can't make that an absolute truth because it's, it's not absolute. Um, And I think about, I was talking to you, and I did that. I did a mock interview, you know, a week and a half ago, and I thought I was ready, and uh, I thought I did well. I thought I was like, man, I did pretty good. I gave some good answers, and then I got feedback session, and uh, my interview was 18 minutes. My feedback session was like 45 of don't do this, don't do that, don't say this, don't say that. I can't believe you said this. Oh, wait, you shouldn't use that example. That that's a negative, don't you? be ne-. I was like, my hand was hurting from writing, Ben. I was like, uh, it was longer <laughs> than my interview, and I was like, I failed. Right. But it didn't make me a failure. And the benefit to that is I had the real interview uh, four or five days later. And that tremendously helped me to know these are areas that you Mm, failed so you can work on. Yeah. Um, And here's a big, big area, Ben, where we we all fail. And that's Romans 3, 23. And the Bible says, for all have sinned Mm. and come short of the glory of God. And that's saying we have all, we were born in a failed state. Not that we're failures, but we were born as a failed state in need of a holy God, in need of a perfect
0: salvation, in need of salvation from a holy God. Amen to that. And so I, I just want to give um, one more example uh, from Scripture. And in, in the book of Matthew, we read about uh, how there was a boy and he was demon-possessed, and the boy's father had asked the disciples to cast a demon from the boy. But the disciples, you know, they, they went and they tried to do it. They'd been given the authority from, from Jesus to, you know, cast demons and heal the sick and all of that. Um, however... They, they could not, they couldn't, they could not cast the demon from the boy. And Jesus ended up, uh, casting the demon. And then later on the disciples, they asked Jesus, you know, why, why couldn't we cast the demon out? And we read in Matthew seventeen nineteen through 20 it says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Then he said to them, because of your little faith for truly, I say to you, if you have faith, like a grain of mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, so we, we see this uh, unbelief and this faithlessness. You know, it's a, it's a root sin, and I got to be honest, I'm guilty of it. Um, you know, and, and, and if I'm honest, I've, I've failed, just like you mentioned a, a little bit ago, at, at sharing the gospel. You know, I've fallen into sin, uh, and, and all of this because of my lack of, of faith, You know, it's and so it's somewhat comforting to know that the disciples they also struggled with faith because I think it's something we all struggle with at 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 certain times, Um, and I think you know, uh, you know, faith is it's the it's the key uh, to our relationship with God. But um, so what is what does the Bible say about failure? So, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, testing and trials are inevitable; they're going to come. Mm Just like the verse we read in Job, trou- trouble is coming, um, and and and, and uh, testing will come, but we're told in Scripture to count it joy. So I'm going to read a verse here in a second. You'll see what I'm what I'm talking about. But I don't know about Jesus, also, but I, I it's not easy to count trials and no. testing as joy. Um, and I think maybe as you progress as a Christian, as you become more mature. I mean, maybe you can say that, but I, I mean, I can be honest right now. I don't, I don't see my trials or my testing as It doesn't put
1: a smile on my face, but put it that way. (laughs) It doesn't.
0: No, it does not. James 1, 2 through 4 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. So we're told to count trials as testing um, as joy, which means our, it, our response is what matters to God. It's our response. Um, we're and, and so you can, you can basically think of it as, as these trials and testings as opportunities to grow. Um, uh, and it may not feel like it at the time. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's, it's not about just getting that quick fix. It's, it's about the journey. It's the growth. It's the things that you're going to learn along the way. And sometimes it's painful. Um, so my question to you is how do you respond to, to trials and testing do you pass or do you fail these sanctification <laughs> tests
1: um pop quizzes sometimes man.
0: they're pop quizzes yes sir flat tires you know yeah i just had a When i just had a fight yeah i passed it though Amen. my wife called me i was at church last uh sunday and uh i was getting ready to go into the sound booth to run the live stream my wife called and i thought it was awkward or not awkward but uh uh weird because she, da- she never calls me uh at that at that moment of the day and so I answered the phone. She's like, hey, uh, I think we have a flat tire. There's a weird noise coming out of the tire. It's kind of hissing. And I'm like, and she's like, do you want me to take the car home? I'm like, yeah, just go and take it home. And and so anyway, she brought it home and then she, she was apologizing uh, you know, at church, it was apologies. I'm sorry, I ran over something. I'm like, that's all right, no big deal. You know, we'll we'll just I'll take it in and get it fixed. And so I passed the sanctification test. I'm thank thank you. Those Lord. are hard, man. Sometimes. Thank you, Lord, for the grace. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Um, you know, so I didn't I didn't get angry. I didn't get mad. And I didn't get frustrated. I didn't even get frustrated. It was it was fine, no big deal. Um, but we know that trials uh, they're going to come. Uh, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're blue eyed or brown eyed. Uh, God is not a respecter of persons. Romans 2, 9 through 11 says, There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. Mm. So testing and trials at times will come directly from God, but, but we should know that in those trials, God is treating us um, as sons and daughters. Hebrews twelve five through six says, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastises every son. Mm. That's, an, that's an amazing, you're, you're a son Amen. whom he receives. What a blessing to know that God loves me unconditionally.
1: Amen, man. Praise God for that. And we talked a lot about failure uh, well, I'm going to just share some things that, things that do not fail, things that are fail proof. First uh, Corinthians 13, eight, it says, charity, love never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether mm-hmm. there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But he says, love never fails. So f- more importantly and foundationally, God's love never fails, right? Amen. God's never loves. Not, we go into Romans and nothing can separate us from the love of God. But we know true love never fails when a Christian loves as he should. It, that love never fails.
0: Well, it's an amazing thought. There's nothing I can do or or maybe not do to make God love me more. I mean. You can fail and fail and fail and fail. And he still loves me the same. It's, that's, Equally. That's perfectly. a true unconditional love. A true unconditional love.
1: What an amazing thought. No matter how many times you fail, Ben, he still loves you. Yes, right? yes, sir. And he says, and God tells us if we love like we should, then that love never fails as as well. That, that true love, charity never faileth. Not the world love, not the sensual kind of love, but a true mm-hmm. Christian love that God can, that only God can give us. That's right. And you can't know, lo- know love without God, because God is love. Um, so that's one thing, is, is the love of God, the love that we have, Christian holy love that we have for one another, not holy love, but Christian love that we have for one another. Uh, another word, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 3, 9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance and there's many promises in the bible and i think when we become weary we become complacent or we just we become doubtful we should always go back to those promises of god and those promises of god will never fail we live in Arizona, Ben, so we don't see this a lot, but there's a thing in the sky called a rainbow after it rains. And that thing is is a promise that God has given us Amen. that he will never flood the earth Amen. again. And that's just a visual promise. Amen. But all the promises of God will never fail. So then,
0: you know, that it begs the question, you know, what what do we do with, with testing trials and failure? I mean, we, we already know we're supposed to count a joy, and it's not super easy, but we know that they're going to come, right? Just these trials and testing is going to come. Um, but what do we and so what do we do with the failure? Because we're going to fail. I mean, it's inevitable. We are going to we are going to fail. I mean, as uh, Sasso mentioned, you, you you know we're not perfect. None of us are perfect, and we're we're it's it's not if it's when.
1: Just look at us. you are
0: not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I kind of I kind of want to go through this. I made this little little outline. Um, it's basically three points um, about testing trials and failure. Um, so point number one: expect trials and be ready for them. We know that trials and testing are going to come. Um, And so, so you should know your identity when testing comes and you fail because there's going to be times in life when you fail. Uh, But you must not let it define you. Just like Sasso mentioned earlier, the the failure is an event. It's it's not who you are. It doesn't define you. Not your middle name. No, it's or your first name. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So so we as Christians are not defined by failure, okay? You never want to be defined by failure, but we should be defined by the one who saved us. Galatians 3.26 says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. So if you've trusted Jesus as as your personal Savior, if you've placed your dependence on him for your for your sins and 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 you've put all your trust in him and only him um you're you're a born-again child of jesus you are a son and that's who that defines you that that mean that word christian i know it's it's used very loosely today a lot of people say i'm christian and everybody's a christian um but a true christian is one who has been blood-bought by jesus christ and so that's what should define you. Okay. So, so, so when trials come, be ready for them and also know your identity, your identity is what in Christ. Amen. So, and if you, if you fail, here, this is point number two, if you fail, don't let the failure define you. So, so here's some things you do. Number one, if, if you fail, you sin, what do you do? You repent. Uh, Proverbs 2813, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. Or 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 you could even translate that word mercy as as love or loving kindness of God. You shall have loving kindness of God. First John one nine, we know this one, we should know this all all know this by heart. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just Amen. to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so so you want to repent. What else are you gonna do? Get back up. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, For a just man falleth seven times. And in my case, probably you know 700 times
1: <laughs> and 70 times 7
0: <laughs> <laughs> and riseth up again so this is the key right here and riseth up again but the wicked shall fall into mischief okay and the other and another one is is move forward okay in 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 the book of Luke in chapter 9 we read about how Jesus uh you know he had given Authority to the disciples to do all of these these great things, and Jesus told them in Luke nine five and says, "And wh- and whosoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them." And so he, it wasn't like a bad sign against the people that rejected uh, a Jesus or their, or their teachings. It was more like a, just move forward. Just keep going. Just, just press forward to that, to that goal. Just like it reads in Philippians three fourteen. I press, for, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus.
1: And there's a, a, a story about a boy that was pitching to himself. I don't know if you ever played baseball, but you throw the ball up and you hit it. And this particular boy threw the ball up three, you know, one time swing, miss second time, swung and miss third time, swung and miss. And he said, man, what a picture.
0: <laughs> so you will fail, but it's your perspective of how you deal with failure. It's all perspective. And it's like you said earlier, you know, you, you, um, you share Christ and you, and you get rejected. And we don't like to be rejected. Rejection hurts. It's, mm-hmm. It feels like failure. Um, but the reality is when you share Christ the rejection is not you. It's the rejection is they're rejecting Christ. And the Bible tells us clearly that that's going to happen. They're going to reject Christ. They're going to hate you for, for his name's sake.
1: And the great testimony I heard of uh, sharing Jesus, sharing Christ without fear. That man said he got, he's somebody witnessed to him eight separate different occasions before he came to Christ. Mm. And maybe you're number two, or maybe you're number four on that list of eight, but God is the one who gives us the reward. And you may feel like it's a failure, but not everybody gets saved the first time they hear the gospel, right. but God is continually to work and throw the lifeline out there. And so we may look at it as failure, but to God it's not failure.
0: Well, no, and, it, and it's like we were talking about earlier, you know, God does the saving. So the Holy Spirit is doing the work. The Holy Spirit is is breaking the heart or, or you know, softening the heart, if you will. God is drawing that soul. And and so all we're doing is just sharing, sharing the good news and and so we're not doing any of the saving. God's doing the saving. He's doing the internal work because we can't do that. I have Amen. no power to do any of that. Um, so the rege- if the rejection comes, it's not a rejection of me. It's it's a rejection uh, directly toward God. And so we should not take it as that. Amen. And so so point number three. So let me reiterate that. So so number one, expect trials. Be ready for them. You know your identity in Christ. If you fail, don't let failure define you. Repent. Get back up. Move forward. And then point number three, when trials come, remember God's promises and provisions so that you may respond without failure. So here's a few promises I just jotted down. Okay. God is our provider. Psalm 145, 14 and 15, the Lord upholdeth all that fall and riseth up all those that be bowed down the eyes of all wait upon thee and thou givest them their meat in due season so god is our provider amen and god number another one is is god cares for you psalm 37 23 through 24 the steps of a good man are ordered by by the lord and he delighteth in his way though he fail he shall not be utterly cast down for the lord upholdeth him with his hand and so another one God is our protector. Isaiah fourteen forty one thirteen. For the Lord thy God will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. And here's another another promise. He, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy Amen. 31, 8. And the Lord, he is that, doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. N- fear not, neither be dismayed. Another promise. God has already equipped us for everything that we need for this Christian life. 2 Peter one three, according to his divine power, hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And the final promise that I wrote down here is God will give us the strength to bear our trials. 1 Corinthians 10.13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, and I've heard that verse and people talk about it saying that, you know, well, you know, we, this is kind of a prayer for God to remove the, remove the temptation or to remove the trial. And I don't think that's necessarily what this is. I think it's saying, it's like a promise that God will be with you as you go through the trial. Um, Because a lot of times the trial is from God. God ordains things. God never, God never tempts you to sin. He never gives you a temptation, but he does ordain circumstances and trials and testing in our lives. Um, but in every one of those, he will be with us as we go through. Just like you said, he's never, he, 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 he's our protector. He cares for you. He's our provider. He'll never leave or forsake you. He's already equipped us for everything that we need in the Christian life. And he's able to, to be with us and give us strength to bear our trials.
1: I think in that case, if when you talk that way, uh, Apostle Paul right three times asked God to remove the thorn in the flesh, right? And he said, "My grace is sufficient for thee." Yep. So my divine power right. is sufficient for the in the temptation in the trials. It's it's ever abundant. That's how you get to know God. And then I would just close with this, and I think of Jesus Christ when he came to this world. Right? He lived a life thirty three years old. Um, he didn't live a long life. He he was the champion right of the christians that believed in him at that time and as you can imagine as they sat there and they saw him crucified their mm. their king yeah he looked like a failure to the world mm. the world mocked him mm. and said if you're truly the son of god come down bring yourself Ta- bring, bring yourself down. down yeah and at that point he looked like a failure but when he comes back for us again he will not be a, he will not be looked at as a failure he will be looked at as a king Amen. of kings lord of lords and this world looks at Christians as failures when we fall into sin or we do something that they don't see the benefit of you going to church or whatever, living the Christian life. But in the end, we will not be seen as a failure. We'll be seen victorious Amen. as we rule and reign with him for all eternity. Amen. Um, God promises never fail, right? God's promises are ever abundant in our lives. He never fails us. He can and never will fail us. There's not a time where I can say, God has failed me. I'm sure you have failed someone, such as I have. Um, as well And I know I will continue To fail someone again Oh yeah There will be someone That expects something of me That I will not do Or something that I Promise to do That I will fail in doing uh, To try something Means to fail sometimes In our endeavors And to try nothing You'll not fail right. But if you're going to do Anything for God You will fail He even says that In our opening verse If you try nothing Then you will not fail But that mm-hmm. is not the life God has called us to God has called us to A life of action a life of mm-hmm. action Yeah is a life sometimes of failures. God teaches us through that failures as we've described in this episode. So today, Christians, I challenge you, what will you do with the failure in your life? What will you do with that, what God has given you? Will you get up and rise or will you succumb to defeat? Will you be like the children of Israel and just say, hell, Goliath is chanting these things? Or will you stand up like David and go after him and said, you will not blaspheme my God. We have a God who is faithful, even in our failures, and a God who will give us peace if we will give us grace if we will humble ourselves. May we get up when we fall down, when we fail and we fall down, and may we press on for the glory of God. I'm just going to leave with Galatians six nine. The Bible says, "And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season
0: we shall reap if we faint not." Amen. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you would follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, or Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and and please subscribe to our YouTube channel for that matter. Uh, You can check us out also on our website, AbundantLife.fm. You can get all of our notes from today's episode on the website, and uh, we'll see you in the next... Hopefully two weeks. Episode. But we don't fail in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks. Lord willing. Lord willing. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. bye Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.